Welcome to the St. Joseph Radio Presents live program broadcasting to you from the Rome of the West, St. Louis, Missouri. The program that for over 30 years has brought you eloquent speakers from across the globe to help explain, clarify, and evangelize the Catholic faith. Our program covers a variety of topics relating to current issues and occurrences in our daily lives. Now, with the aid of technology, we are able to bring the gospel message to the four corners of the world, where Christ himself did say, those who have ears ought to hear. It is our hope at St. Joseph Radio that through these programs, we can help evangelize the world and change one soul at a time. Now, here is your host to introduce today's guest and topic. That's right. One soul at a time, my friends. That could be you. This is Matt Logman. We are going live here in studio with Ray Gerard, and we have Chris Crawford in studio today. Chris is the spiritual director for the upcoming Chirp uh, coming up in May at the Assumption Parish in O'Fallon. Gentlemen, welcome to the program. Good to be here, Matt. Good day. All right. Well, Chris, you volunteered to start us off with a prayer. Go ahead. Sure. We have the unity prayer. My adorable Jesus, may our feet journey together. May our hands gather in unity. May our hearts beat in unison. May our souls be in harmony. May our thoughts be as one. May our ears listen to the silence together. May our glances profoundly penetrate each other. May our lips pray together to gain mercy from the Eternal Father. Amen. 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 Boy, if everybody had that on their hearts, it'd be a better place to live, wouldn't it? Uh, I think it'd be pretty simple if we all did that. Right. Well, you know, I always told everybody at my son's school, St. Dominic, when they had us come out for a five-year planning go-ahead, and I told everybody who would listen, there is no reason when we give our children to the Catholic school system for 12 years, they should come out a trained apologist. I mean, so many of these kids go off to college and they, they just they disintegrate. They don't have any foundation. And it's really a shame. And now uh, they have started that. They actually made it a required class. And I think CHIRP, Chris, should be required for every parishioner. What do you think about that? Well... <laughs> that that's pretty ambitious um you know i guess you could get into the idea of uh recruiting for chirp i guess that's you know that's always it seems like a struggle i guess we could i don't want to get into heavy with it right away um maybe maybe know, we but, should start with uh, uh you know what chirp is in case there are people out there that you know don't know um so chirp is a 12 week uh process of I guess you could say evangelization and um, you know spiritual growth for the parish that uh, you know develops develops men and women to be better you know people participants Catholics for the parish itself and it's um, it's a really great process it's something that's really uh, changed my life um, you know, I mean, but essentially uh, isn't it. Uh, where you get a bunch of men together for a weekend. So it's basically a single weekend. And it, it, the preference is that people would stay overnight. Now, there are little, you know, unwritten rules about chirp. Like you really can't say too much about what goes on during the actual weekend because then actually you, you sort of spoil things for people sure. who will attend. 
but it's essentially a weekend. And the other thing about it is it's not just a normal retreat. It's, uh, I mean, it's, it's a weekend, and it's, it's, some people call it a retreat, but it's really not, right, Chris? I mean, it's really, it, it's run by lay people, and, uh, you know, it's run by other men in the parish. And it's a chance for, for men, but there's a women's program as well, but for people to engage, you know, take, take time out of what they, you know, normally do week in and week out. And just, you know, spend it uh, taking a look at, you know, how their, you know, their lives, what's happened to them in their lives and how it relates to their faith and people just to relate to one another in terms of faith and in a form that really is, is different from anything they normally do. So it's really just a weekend. And then, of course, you know, for the people that are going to facilitate the weekend, yeah, it's, it's 12 weeks ahead of time where they prepare. So is that, do I have it kind of essential, do I have the essential components pretty much? Sure, sure. So yeah, you have the, you have the team giving the retreat and then you have the, you know, then you have the invite, you, you try to recruit people for the retreat and then it, the, the process continues over, over time as you want to add more people from the parish to be a part of this process. And, you know, right now we're on the process of giving, hosting the retreat, which is really uh, being a part of the team, in my opinion, is really the, really the beauty of it. Just getting the fellowship and the friendships and the, and the growth and uh, all these things that, that are part of this process. Always but, better to give than to receive. Yes, yes, sir. And right. So that, that's, I mean, we, people come out of there with lifelong friends. Wouldn't you agree, Ray? Absolutely do. Um, I it's, it's a common thing. You'll hear people say at the end of the weekend, changed my life. Life-changing is a phrase that you hear over and over and over again from so many different people. And then another common refrain you always hear after you've you know, been part of um, a team after the weekend and you have helped other people with their weekend, what you often hear, often, almost universally, is that, oh, this was better. It was better, as you say, Matt, this was better to give. They get so much more out of it, helping other people go through what they were you know, privileged um, to receive from the people that gave to them. Uh, yeah, you feel, you know, you feel you know, really good. I mean, it gives you a really good feeling inside. And then what Chris is talking about is, you know, as you're preparing for that, the guys that are you know, in that process, man, you know, they really you know, get, um, get together. You get to really know other people. And uh, yeah, you do build lifelong friendships. I mean, my personal experience was I came to St. Louis, uh, basically from Chicago. Uh, and uh, we moved around some, but primarily before St. Louis was Chicago. And uh, I had done a weekend there. And uh, so I moved here, got to the parish, didn't know anybody. And you know, first, second weekend I was here, they were making an announcement about, hey, they're doing a chirp weekend. So I remember walking up to this, they had this table where they were signing people up after a mass. And so I walked up to the guy and, and I said, you know, I, I want to do the weekend. I don't think he heard what I said. And, he, you know, he started giving me this sales pitch about the way I said, no, I said, I want to do it. <laughs> you know, just sign me up. He's like, that's it? I said, yeah, that's it. He goes, whoa, that was easy. Um, because I knew you know, how special it was and how you do come up. You really get to know people and you really build, like you say, those friendships and the friendships that last for life. I mean, I've moved out of Chicago some, you know, years ago now. And, oh, yeah, I'm still close with those guys up there. 
Yeah, a lot of people take for granted the word fellowship. You know, that's just like what it is. You know, what, your parish should be a unity. Like you read the unity prayer, Chris. And it's like there's so many people out there that go through the motions, you know, and we, we pray for them, you know, because we know what the Lord said about the lukewarm. And by you can just see it in their faces, the lack of the joy and the sincerity of what they're doing there in church when we celebrate Mass. And you can tell the difference between the chirpsters and the ones that haven't gone. And it's, it's just a phenomenal community that we put together through this. And, uh, you know, folks, as you're listening now, the three of us sitting around this table have all experienced it. And let me ask this question to you guys right now because you've, we've all gone through it. When you're trying to recruit and people will say to you, Ah, you know, that's good for some, but I don't need it. Yeah. You know, and all the different I was, I things. I said that. All the different things <laughs> that we try to say to the people that's going to want them to sign up. And I will tell them, hey, I know a lot of people have already talked to you, but this chirp thing, no matter what they've said to you, no matter what they've said to you, I guarantee it, they have underestimated it. Oh, oh Without yeah. a doubt. And you hear that from oh, people all the time. You, they mean, underestimate it. You know, people will say, I don't know why I haven't done this before. Right. And I mean, you're, I mean, that right? I mean, you've heard that, Chris. Well, you know why I say this, Chris, and then I want you to take off with this? Oh. The reason I say they underestimate it, because how can you write down or even tell somebody about a close encounter with the Holy Spirit? I you mean, it, it, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, that's yeah. off the pages. It's off the chart. And everyone should do it. Yeah, yeah you're, you're talking, I think, like with the casual crowd at church, um, I, I was, I think what it is, is I think for somebody, let's say, uh, you know, the typical, you know, uh, let's say father in a parish who's, you know, trying to really work hard at work and is going to the ball game, he's working on his house, you know, all these things, I, I think it gets, um, there's a surrender there that you have to give up your weekend and, you know, go, you know, go sleep somewhere where you don't want to sleep. And I think it's hard to see the value of that surrender. Um, I think you, you know, I think it's it's a counterintuitive way of Christ that we were talking about. Um, you know, you you what you gain by that surrender is you open up your heart. You know, you allow that mercy and compassion and grace in that it's hard to, to fathom when you're when somebody asks you that you're going to go to chirp and you're going to surrender. I think that's just it's hard for people to see that, and. Um, you know, and it just it, when you open your heart to that, even that we, even if you just go that weekend and not stay on with the team, it's really, um, it just it transforms you in a better way. You just it's just loving you. You get Christ's love in your heart, and it's just um, you know, and it, just by going for that one weekend, and it's hard for people to come, you know, to see that. It's hard. It's that counterintuitive way that we're not used to, you know, seeing, you know, through through Christ. You know. Yeah, I mean, what happens is, I mean. People will say, yeah, okay, it's a retreat. Yeah, you know, I've done retreats before. I know what this is about. Yeah, 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 okay, fine. And they don't understand. They just don't understand. And you can have all these people say to them, no, this is really good. You should do this. This really made a difference for me. And, you know, a lot of times they still don't pay attention. I was one of those guys. You know, I, I got asked uh, to do the weekend. I said no. Uh, we had... Uh, the parish up in the Chicago area that I did it at, we had a we had a priest, Father Ken, and he had a nickname. He was called the closer, because they would bring him in at the ninth inning 
when you know when you really needed you know somebody to to finish something off you know maybe somebody was holding out and you know they'd bring him in and he would always you know seal the deal right so they brought him in for me and i told him no <laughs> you know and so then uh there's a second time you know he asked me i was i was i was screwing up now it's not it's not uh, good to be talking batting average for a pitcher but uh i was messing up his batting average you know cuz the second time he came to me and i said Nope. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, you know, <clears throat> wives can um, be funny things. You know, so my wife invited him over to the house for dinner. And the closer? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I, I should have known then that, okay, I was, <laughs> I was done. Um, but uh, for dinner, and then after dinner, he, we're just sitting around talking, and he talked about what Chirp meant to him. And what he said was, and he had been – I think in his priesthood, about maybe 33 years at that point. And he said, you know, in all those years, this was the most rewarding thing he had done in all his priesthood. Hmm. So that, that did seal the deal, <laughs> you know. And, uh, and then I was one of those guys after he'd gone through it, and I said, boy, I don't know why I ever said no. I don't know why I ever resisted. You know, it's a common thing. People resist, and then they're like, wow. And it happens over and over and over again. A lot of people say it's always a, a time. You know, maybe that wasn't your time because A doesn't meet up with C, D, E, or F, that particular one, so maybe it's the next one. You know, the Holy Spirit always has his way. So, Chris, is there a number on this trip? How, how long has this been going on at the Assumption Parish? Okay, so we were in late February of uh, 2020 is when we had our uh, retreat. And then we've been going on, uh, you know, now since with this new formation of this new team, um, we, uh, we've been, it's the, our church is essentially closed to activities at this point. So we've been meeting at houses and restaurants, and, and over the last uh, several, three to four months, we've been able, to, uh, they've, uh, our church and the priests have opened up the rectory, the basement of the rectory, where we have a good space down there. And the women's team also, and um, so we've been down in there, which just gives us some, um, you know, some privacy, and you know, we can really candidly talk, you know, like oh, what these, how this process works, and uh, so it's been good. And um, you know, and uh, and then our next retreat is scheduled for May fifteenth to sixteenth. And, you know, right now the church is not officially open, so we'll see what happens. But, uh, you know, we're, our directors are telling us to just keep moving forward and, uh, you know, see, like say, see where the Spirit lands us and see where the Lord leads us. And, you know, that's all we can do. And, um, but, uh, for, but for me, the beauty of the team is the formation and just being around the guys. And, you know, I, um, like, like Ray said, I just, you know, it's one of the, it's one of the, probably, probably the, one of the best decisions you know, or if it even was my decision, you know, but it was more, yeah. my wife made me go, you know, and it's been great ever since. So it's probably to her credit. God is good. Sure. You're listening to St. Joseph Radio Presents. We are coming to you live from the Rome of the West out here in St. Charles, Missouri, in studio today with Ray Gerard and the spiritual director for the upcoming Chirp Retreat at the Assumption Parish, and that would be Chris Crawford. So is this the first retreat, second retreat? So here's, here's, here's what I can tell you about it. Okay. Um, so I did my first Chirp at Assumption back in 2015, and from what other people would tell me it's been going on for years before mm -hmm. that. So it's at least 10 years, probably somewhere somewhere between Two 10 years. and 20. Two years, so it's in the 20s probably. 
10 to 20 years, I'm guessing, uh, but it was going on years before that. And it's just been, you know, people just kept it going. Um, and uh, it does, you know, they, it's, the title is Christ Renews His Parish. And it's a, very emo- it's, it's a very moving thing for each particular person who goes through it. But as a cumulative effect, it does change the parish. I mean, you'd, I forget which one of you was, was talking earlier, you know, about you know, going to Mass. You know, you go to Mass, you know, you spend your 50, 60 minutes, whatever, at Mass. You see a lot of faces. And if that's your Catholic life, um, that's all you. Do. That's all you see is the faces, right? You'll, you can go to you can go to Sunday mass for years and see a lot of people and recognize a lot of people by their face, but you don't know who they are. Then you go to one of these weekends, and all of a sudden, then you go to mass again, and you'll see a face, and all of a sudden, like you were saying, Matt, it's like now somebody you're really close to. It's a lifelong friend, and that makes going to mass different. That makes going to mass much more special, and celebrate with your friends. Oh, you know, and and then you know, as as more and more chirp weekends happen, more and more people have that same experience where everybody's recognizing people at mass, not by just their faces, but you know, uh, you know who they are as a person, mm-hmm. and it does transform the. I mean, the parish gets revived. There's all this. Energy, it's spiritual energy, it's the Holy Spirit, as you say, Matt, really, you know, taking a hand. It's just good stuff. God is love, and when you surround yourself with love, yeah. How it can, works. How it works. You, how can you not come out looking better on the other side? Yeah, we were at Mass, couple, I was at Mass, uh, you know, several weeks ago, and we were, I sat, one of my uh, team members were sitting there, and we sat behind the, the soundboard, and the, the soundboard guys on our team, we were, we were right there. So it's like, hey, you're talking with him. And it's like, you go, it's like, like you say, mass just becomes more of this, just opens up more to, to, you know, changing your heart, you know, with all these, the fellowship and the mass itself. And yeah, like you say, it transforms the, the parish. It absolutely does. You know, um, uh, um, you know you, another common thing that you hear people say all the time, um, boy, you know, not, I'm not alone. I never knew, you know, that I'm not alone. Um, because so many people have uh, experiences. And, you know, you, you go through your life, you go through your work week, you go through the week with, you know, your family responsibilities. And you do this week in, week out, month in, month out, year in, year out. And yeah, you kind of feel kind of alone. I mean, yeah, you've got and your family and such, but still, you know, there's a certain. I mean, for example, and I was like me, my wife, and two daughters, right? So who do I, who do I deal with in terms of the the guy stuff, you know? But then you go on one of these chirp weekends, and lots of other guys with the same responsibilities, husband, father, and that, and you share a lot of what that's all about, and then you mix the faith into it and the spirituality into it, and so now you're not alone. Because God's with you, and these other guys are dealing with a lot of the same issues that you're dealing with, you know, as, as, as being father and, and being husband. And in terms of, you know, what happened in your life before you got married and before you became a father. And, and it's just, it all kind of runs together, and you feel like, I'm really not alone. Because these other guys, you know, they've, 
you know, they've been there, done that, the same things that I've, you know, had to, be, uh, you know, gone through. And, uh, and then you mix the God thing in with it. Iron sharpens iron. Oh, man. Man sharpens man. Absolutely. You, know, you gather together like that. You become a better father, a better husband, a better worker. And you're a happier. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so all those who have gone and experienced Chirp, brothers and sisters out there, you have to sell it by the smile on your face. I know there's a mask on it, though, but you know what I'm talking about. Let that light shine. Leave the bushel baskets at home. So, Chris, so uh, maybe you could, I don't know, your first Chirp experience. I mean, what did you think before you went on the Chirp weekend? And t- somebody's telling you, hey, you got to come do this thing, you know? Well, I was just getting made fun of the other night. Um, you know, well, anyway, I get, I'll get to that. And so I went to the— It wasn't me making fun of you. Well, you, I you mean, chuckled. But <laughs> <laughs> so I go to the weekend retreat itself, and it just was like nothing I had ever been a part of. I, it just blew me away. And, uh, and, they, you know, and then they get together, you know, consecutive weeks after that and say, hey, do you want to stay on and help host another retreat? And um, so long story short, I guess I, I guess we got to limit what we're talking about as far as the details. We're trying you know, to try to keep the yeah, secret, the right? Details, you know, the details. and um, so I was had I had an activity to do in the chirp and it was really lacking in terms of some of some of the, you know, what was required for that time. So anyway, they made fun of me. But anyway, but, you know, it's something that blew me away. And um, I um, and then I was on the formation of the team and it just it was just. It was incredible. I um, I never been a part of something like that, and that wasn't. I I was kind of before you Ray a little bit, 2015, and then I was on there for a couple teams, and then I I was off for five years, and then I I went to um, there was a prayer service for a new team, and it was a Friday night prayer service for the hosts because the retreat was on a Saturday, you know, on a Sunday, and uh, so they I think they some of the directors had eyed me up and said, hey, you know, we. We're looking for some, uh, you know, the guys to fill the new team coming up, and so I, they, I got on again, and then, and then we were on a team, and then they asked me to stay on again, and which was, uh, which I felt, which, which is really you couldn't gradu- lucky. You couldn't graduate. I couldn't. Or, well, I couldn't graduate. Could, and, you couldn't graduate. You couldn't pass, or they couldn't maybe I, let you go. I, I know, think that one, one of those two. Well, back in 2015, they, they asked me to stay on, and I was kind of the, my joke was, well, I think they they think I need more work, you know, exactly. so they're keeping me around <laughs> and. Uh, and you know, in uh, so yeah, you know, it uh, it's just, and you can't say no to that. And, you know, and I just keep gaining more, you know, like in the parish, more and more fellowship and friends and all these things. And and it's just uh, like you say, it's just you know, it makes you better at everything in your pretty much everything in your life, and you're happier, you're more at peace. You just you know, you're loving on your you know your everybody around you better, and it just hmm. it's better. Sure, you know, and and you know, at least a lot, you know, and uh, it's uh, it's. It's a blessing, and um, you know, and I, I'm glad we're able to get the word out today. In and because, uh, like you say, it's um, you you try to recruit these casuals, and it's it's you know, it takes the work. You know, oh yeah, it does. You know, so where was Chris Crawford before chirp? Where were you at spiritually? I mean, you're obviously going to church. You know, I mean, you, you didn't think you needed anything, did you? Yeah. Um, well, uh, we were going to mass pretty regularly, and we had a priest, Father Father Joe Kempf, and. I was kind of in that where I was kind of the more of the casual, and he would give a homily, and I, me and my wife would look at each other like, is he is he like speaking to me? 
you know, I was kind of in that wheelhouse of his, I guess, of his homilies. And, and I really got a lot out of that. So that was like probably a precursor to, for me to say yes to Chirp is, is just getting these good messages and, and going to Mass. You know, I was going to regular Mass, and then church kind of really kick-started me because I was in my early 40s when I went to Chirp, and I was kind of at a place where it was like I kind of realized like the hijinks of my youth really, you know, wasn't where it was at, you know, and, and, um, and, I, and I was at a place where I was trying to look to be more – that's what's the word more mature and and try to grow up at a better place and be like you say do all be better at all these things and, and that's where it kind of was for me um and uh, and i and i had gone to let's you know i had some issues uh where no. i had gone to some well you know count you know i had some mental issues and i was going to ca- uh, counseling and and getting medications and stuff and i was i was you know thinking about you know where the counseling was a place of real um real headspace, you know, where you're really in your head, which is good. You have to be educated. But then Chirp came around and got my heart. So I, so once I got, I had the head, but then I went to the heart and that's where the transformation really kicked in for me. And I really kind of healed from a lot of these things at a much, much better, you know, much better pace and much better place. And, uh, um, so that's, that's where I was. And, um, and, um, so, so you're getting counseling. And it's helping, but then you go to a chirp, and that helps too. But I don't, it sounds like, from what you're saying, that it helped on a different level. Yeah, I, I, I think the head's good. When you're in the head, that's good. But somehow you can't. It's harder to make that that switch. Once it gets to your heart, that's where the, that's where the switch was for me. I, I just I think I I healed. I healed and. I was accepted for because the thing about chirp is you'll find out with, when you deal with these guys everybody's got nobody's nobody's perfect everybody's got something they're they're dealing with you know you name it and you find out that everybody's you're not alone like like you're saying right before you're not alone you're you, you know you, you have these connections you have these texts you have these prayer intentions you know for that that have continued for for my in my my time you know the, since I've been a part of Chirp five years ago, you know, yeah, right? Yeah, I mean, everybody has a story, and we all need to share it. You know, isn't that the uh, the big part of like people talk about it? You know, and you said, you know, one thing helps the head, the other thing helps the heart. And who searches the hearts? <laughs> Beautiful. I think there's a scripture passage about sacred that. heart, right? Well, I hear the music in the background, my friends, so that means we'll be wrapping things up for a break. You know, there's a lot of people out there that might have a lot of questions on Chirp, what it is, what it's doing for everybody. What is this big thing called Chirp? Well, we're here for you. Enter the phone number, 636-447-6000. We'd be glad to take your phone calls, 636-447-6000. And you are listening to St. Joseph Radio Presents. We are coming to you live from the Rome of the West. St. Charles, Missouri, in studio today with Ray Gerard, the spiritual director for the upcoming Chirp at Assumption. Looking for a way to teach your children about our Catholic faith? Colby Academy has the solution. Offering a curriculum that is loyal to the magisterium, classical, Ignatian, flexible, and affordable. Colby can help with all your homeschooling needs. We offer a wide range of services, including live online courses for those looking for assistance teaching their students, recorded self-paced courses for those who want teacher instruction while needing the flexibility to move at their own pace, and traditional homeschooling 
school courses for maximum flexibility in home education. Our support services include advising for parents, record keeping and transcript services, a grading service, standardized testing, and guidance and college counseling. For more information, check out their website at colby.org. That's K-O-L-B-E.org. Or give them a call. Area code 707 255-6499. That's 707-255-6499. It's Colby Academy. St. Joseph Catholic Radio is proud to announce the launch of SJEN-TV, the St. Joseph Evangelization Network. SJEN-TV is a premier online Catholic broadcasting network providing quality Catholic programming 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. We have programming such as live studio interviews, St. Joe's Java speaker presentations, current Catholic issues, and the Pro-Life series. We're featuring the many talented speakers out of Orange County, California, and this Archdiocese of St. Louis, Missouri. Missouri, including Professor John Gresham, Father James Mason, Karen Nokemper, Rick Hollerick, Bill Federer, and many more. To review the program <laughs> list, go to sjen.tv or on Roku, sjen.tv. All this programming is free, and we are welcoming sponsorship of new programs. Find out more at sjen.tv. St. Charles, Missouri. This is St. Joseph Radio Presents, trying to change the world one soul at a time. And we've got a really good one here today for you. How about Chirp? I've seen it. It's changed my soul. It's changed so many souls that I have seen people just, just come out of a cocoon. It's so wonderful. I cannot say enough about it, and no matter what you hear about it, they are underestimating it. If you have any questions on that, we are here for your phone calls. Ray Gerard, Chris Crawford, my name is Matt Logman, 636-447-6000. That is 636-447-6000. You know, Matt, we talk, I mean, we do this program every month, and we talk about evangelization and evangelization moments, and we talk about all kinds of different ways of evangelizing. You know, we talk about... Maybe people at your workplace. We talk about people inside your family, people in the parish. We talk about people on the street. How how can you evangelize? How can you evangelize? How can you do? And this, you know, is probably the most rewarding way to do it. It gives you an opportunity to participate in somebody coming alive. I mean, when you're you know somebody like Chris and you're on this team and you're and you're going to be giving you know, and facilitating a weekend for other people. And then you see what happens to them. That You know, we said before that it's almost a universal, you know, uh, reaction that, oh, it was so much better to help give on a weekend than it was to, you know, be a, an attendee on a weekend. And that's because you're watching people come alive. You really feel, you know, the beauty of being able to evangelize and help share the faith. And there's only one way. And the other thing about the Chirp Weekend is, it's all sincere. The only, you know, the only we've said before, the only way you evangelize, you do it one one step at a time. And you do it by example, how you live, and this is what the weekend's all about. And that's why, you know, what it, what it involves is you connect with other people. So it's a, if, you know, if you're wondering about going, you know, if you're wondering about, uh, you know, about this this whole process, this church process, this Christ renews his parish process, and whether or not it's really good or not. That's one thing I can tell you, is that it really. I mean, if you're looking for a chance to help evangelize, to help spread the faith, if you if you think our faith is is really beautiful, and there's a message 
uh, from Christ that is really beautiful and you want to you want to try to evangelize it somehow, this is the best way to do it. This is the best way to do it. I mean, well, I guess I shouldn't say it's better than other ways. I guess you should never say that. So is there a phone number that they can reach out to? Can they call us if uh, we're talking to someone out there that their parish doesn't do it yet or hasn't done it yet? Yeah, you know, I, I think, uh, I, you know, Chris, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the policy and assumption is, yes, it's open to other people. You can be Catholic. You can be non-Catholic. You can be from our parish. You can be outside our parish. I think the one caveat is that uh, we will honor requests from people at our parish first. So, you know. How does another parish get it started at theirs? Yeah, well, I think the best way to do that is anybody who's interested in doing that, you know, contact, uh, you know, contact, I mean, just call the office at Assumption and, and ask how, they, how you can get in, in touch with, with Chris uh, or with any of the people that are leading the, the CHIRP, you know, program. And just get in touch, you know, with the parish at Assumption, and they'll help you get in touch with the people involved in CHIRP. And I think the best way is I think you could just come and attend. You know, we've got one coming up in May. Come attend it and see what it's like and see if you think it might be good for your parish. Um, and usually if you haven't, part of the CHIRP program is if you haven't done one at your parish before, Generally speaking, the first way to get it started at your parish, no pressure. What they'll do is they'll put together a team from another parish, like, you know, guys at Assumption could do that, and come to your parish and then lead the first one just to get you off and running. Uh, that's, pretty, that's pretty generally, you know, how it works. So, yeah, anybody's interested, contact the parish office at Assumption. They'll put you in touch with the people involved in the Archer program, and boom, away you go. And, Ray, you've been a part of a process of creating a new chirp at a new parish, haven't you? <laughs> uh, yeah. So, like I said before, we moved around a little bit, and uh, I did a chirp in, uh, in Chicago, and uh, north of Chicago, and it was great. And we moved to another state before, actually, St. Louis. We spent a, sh- a short time in, in, uh, in Pennsylvania. And uh, I made the mistake <laughs> of uh, talking up chirp. Uh, yeah, I was in this new parish, and I was talking about how great it was. They said, great, you volunteered. <laughs> you know? And uh, there had never been a Christ Renews' Parish in the Diocese of Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. And we got some guys in Philadelphia to come up and do one for us, and that got, that got things started in, in our diocese. Um, you know, so, yeah, I was, I was part of that. And, uh, you know, the, the reason that I really enjoyed that was because of what we've been talking about, which is that you go through this, and then all you want to do is share it with other people. You realize it's so much better to give, and you want to give. Um, so, yeah, you know, that was that's part of, part of my story. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was, it was just terrific. And, of course, the guys from Philadelphia, you know, I mean, it was a couple hours drive for them. They didn't care. They loved it. They loved it. The chance to to spread it and be the people that brought it to a new diocese, they loved it. It just did. Well, I know a lot of people out there think that they don't need this type of, you know, structure. You know, I I thought I was a good Catholic husband, father. You know, my kids were going to Catholic school. My wife signed me up. Didn't ask. (laughs) Didn't ask. She goes, oh, hey, uh, Kevin, you know, was our, our son's soccer coach. He was the spiritual director for the upcoming. So oh, he said, okay, that's good. You know, I'm thinking to myself, yeah, I'll enjoy this. You know, get my tank filled up, you know. 
So I stroll in there and got overflowed. You know, I, I had no idea what I was walking into. So first, when your wife signed you up or you found out that your wife signed you up, your reaction was? Uh, well, you know, I'm an outgoing kind of guy. You know, it's like, yeah, this will be fine. You know? okay. okay. I, was, I wasn't overly concerned. Like I said, I'll get my tank filled up. So you weren't resistant. No, no. But you weren't going to necessarily do it on yourself. Or at least your wife was right. tired of waiting for you to do it. Yeah. yeah if, if I had, I thought I would have brought in this letter that my wife wrote to the giving team to my team you know you know as so this the, guy needs help <laughs> yeah, my, my team you know, actually the team that i was on as we went forward to give to the next group she was a little skeptical and after seeing me change in that uh, period yeah. she wrote a letter to this group which i read to him uh, wasn't oh. much of a dry eye going on i mean yeah. she has a way with the pen and the holy spirit just mm. like just came out and she goes and thank you is all i have i know it's not enough yeah. yeah, I mean, and that's how it works too. Sometimes you know, a, a wife will attend a, a woman's weekend, and then tell the husband, "You got to do this," or vice versa. Yeah, that's how it works a lot. Yeah, it's like when you find a good book, you know, you got to yeah. read this book. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, how do we get around these people who say no? That's the big one. Well, sometimes they say no, and then down the line, I guess the wheels and in, in their mind are turning, or like you say, maybe the wife or something happens, and then. Sometimes it's not an immediate yes. Maybe down the line might take a little while. Then they'll say yes. Plant the seed, at least. Right. Plant the seed. Plant the seed. Make sure we keep watering the seed. Yeah. Yeah. Then it'll bloom. The Holy Spirit will make it grow. That's always how it works. That's always how it works. Um, Yeah. I mean, there are so many good stories. People that, you know, I know that have been through the chirp that uh, there's so many good stories. I'll I'll tell you one. And uh, this is one that I... Did not personally witness, but I heard about it. So this is secondhand, but it's it's still a, a good story. Um, there was uh, a group that was doing, um, you know, there was there was facilitating a weekend, and as Chris mentioned, this is a, a twelve week process, and um, this guy found out. I think you know between usually the, usually the weekends are spread six months apart. You'll go on a weekend, and then six months later, the next one will happen. And, you know, just before the next ones, the, 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 those last three months, that 12-week period is when they, you know, people, you know, in earnest start the preparation. Anyway, somewhere during this six-month period, this guy was diagnosed with stage four cancer. And by the time the weekend came, he was, con- apparently this was a, I guess the diagnosis came late and it was aggressive and progressed very fast. And by the time the weekend came around, he was bedridden. And he was assigned a task uh, or part. Maybe that's a better way to put it, a part on the weekend. And uh, he got out of his bed to do it. He knew that his time was very short. And it really was because he passed three weeks after the weekend. So this is a guy that is really on the doorstep. I mean, he's he's obviously in pain. He's you know he's hurting. He's suffering, and he got out of his bed because it meant so much. He wanted to give to other people because he had gotten so much. That's how much the weekend meant for him. And uh, I just love that that story because for guys that have gone through chirp, you 
get that. You understand that. That story makes sense to you. Um, because, you know, of what Chris said, it really hits you. It doesn't, I mean, hit isn't even, I mean, it really hits you hard in the heart. It really does. It's a powerful, powerful thing. We have um, not something that dramatic, Ray, but we have, uh, we have a, one of our team members is 79 years old, Jim Siebert. And his, he said this over and over and over again. He says, I'm trying to get it right before the Lord takes me. And kind of probably where this man who had the stage four cancer, he was, I'm sure he was thinking the same thing. I got to get this right before my time is over. And that's really a, that's a powerful, like you say, that's a, that's a powerful message. That's an emotional message. And, um, and um, it doesn't really, it, it gets, that's pretty powerful stuff, you know. No, <laughs> it sure is. It sure is. Yeah, the last time I talked about Chirp here on the radio station was a gentleman who, who was an artist. He, he played guitar. He was, a, he was a musical artist. And it changed his life so much that he put out two Christian CDs after that. Really? Yeah. And, you know, to hear him play, you know, it was just an amazing thing when he was at our parish. But he's in Texas now and, you know. Wishing him well, because I know he's carrying that flame out that way, too. Oh, yeah. 636-447-6000. If you want to tell us about any of your chirp stories, this is St. Joseph Radio Presents, coming to you live from the Rome of the Western Studio with Ray Gerard, Chris Crawford. My name is Matt Logman, wishing you a wonderful Saturday afternoon. How's the Holy Spirit doing for you lately, huh? I mean, everybody's got a story, and the more we share those stories, the more people know about us and, and us about them, and that's what this is really all about, evangelizing. Yeah, I mean, it really is. It's, it's, it's spreading the faith. I mean, the faith is, is worth spreading. The faith is worth, worth being heard. It is the best story. Well, a lot of people get their priorities, you know, a little bit out of line. I mean, f number one, number one has to be God. And then right underneath that, the wife, and then the children. I mean, you have to realize that you're so far down on that ladder, you know, and that, that's okay. That's what you realize, and you want it that way. That's okay because you know what you're doing. You're lifting them up. Yeah. And Chirp helps you do that. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, it has that, it, has that, you know, you, it gives you a chance to sort of take stock. It gives you a chance to look at those priorities and then you feel, and so then you, maybe you adjust them a little bit. Um, and that's why people are resistant, I think, to the church, because then they think, I don't want to do that. I'm, I'm comfortable. I don't, okay, people tell me it's life-changing. I don't want my life to be changed. I I'm like it the way it is. Yeah. I like things the way they just leave me be, right? And then they do it, and they, their priorities do get changed. And you know what? They like it better. And then they like things just the way they are then, you know. So, um, yeah, it's it's, yeah. Yeah, it's it's special. Yeah, I, I, like you say, I've been around, you know, dozens of people that have been a part of CHIRP, and I, I can't think of anybody that's walked away and said, oh, I shouldn't have done that. I, <laughs> and I think even the guys that, let's say, maybe they're a little hard of heart, and even I think even they'd have to admit maybe they go through and they're you know trying to do find something and it's just they just don't have it at that time. I think even they would have to admit, wow, that's that's pretty neat. And and but most guys are 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 like you know are just like 
I'm tax glad collectors I, and sinners. Well, you know. I'm glad I did that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, you think about it. A lot of the righteous people don't think they need this. And I'll tell them, well, then maybe you have something that these guys need. Yeah. You know, I've tr- believe me, I've tried everything I could do to, you know, reach out to the masses and try to encourage people that they can be a part of this wonderful thing, you know, from every different angle. And I just, besides making it mandatory, you know, what else can I do? You know, I mean, it's, you know, talk about it. You know, we had an, uh, an event. Um, we're trying to uh, spread the word about Chirp, get people interested in Chirp. It's sort of like a little recruitment evening. And uh, so this is maybe not so uh, flattering, <laughs> and yet uh, I think it is. In, a, in another way, it's, it's very flattering of the whole Chirp experience. So we had this event, and uh, we styled it as a beer and chili night. And we were going to have – and this was that assumption. And uh, we were going to entice guys with, with beer. Hey, come. We'll talk about Chirp, but we'll give you free beer. <laughs> so we were – you know, we were trying to, I guess uh, – you know, make it so that you, know, you can't refuse. Um, but anyways, um, we, had, we had some guys come who were interested in coming to the next weekend. But we also had a lot of guys, a lot more guys who had already been through the weekend. And so that's not really flattering because it's like, well, you know, you only had, you know, so many guys who might be interested in attending the next weekend. And so from that perspective, you could say, well, you know, that wasn't exactly a resounding success. But we had so many more guys who had been, and they came to that night, not for for the free beer, but because um, they wanted to tell people about the weekend. It's that it's better to give thing again. It's just another small little story about how that works, you know. So, Mm -hmm. you know, um, yeah. Uh, and that, you know, that's that's just how it is, and it it just happens that way over and over and over again. And being around the the team and the guys, you, you some guys will be in the be reading a book, or he'll be talking, he'll be reading, have this prayer or this thing. You just you just there's so much uh, education as well as the fellowship too. You're you, you know like we're, uh, I, I don't know that there was a spiritual combat book written by an Italian writer in the 16th century, like yeah, all this kind of stuff. Then there's, you know, the newer contemporary pop guys, you know, they're Matthew Kelly and so on and on. You get all these, there's so much transfer of information to help with your, with your faith and your spiritual growth along. It just, it's just, there's just so much there to, that you just take in as far, as far as, you know, being on a, uh, being around chirp, you know. And, you know, the other thing is what happens at Chirp is um, everybody is accepted as they are. You, it's a safe place. It's an extremely safe place. Uh, there's, there is no judging that goes on. Um, and that, I think, also adds to the good feeling. Oh, yeah. Because, you know— you know you're not being judged. And so, okay, it's a safe place, so that's cool. But what's, I think what's even better is that you sort of learn from the, other, from the other guys not to judge other people. And that makes you feel good. You are engaging in a little bit of, of practicing you know, the imitation of Christ. You're learning to, to do things the way Christ did things. You're learning 
you know, to, to love other people the way that he loves. And there's something that you just, that it feels so right. And it's, there's something about the whole weekend that is different than how you, maybe you've spent years, you know, before going on the weekend. And then you feel this different way and you're like, this is right. And it's refreshing. And it's, you know. Right, and where do you find that? Uh, you you know, where where can you turn for that non-judgmental place? It's, you know, it's rare. Oh yeah, you don't find it anywhere else. You know, usually, usually. I mean, mm. maybe you've got, you know, a Bible study group that meets, or maybe this or that. But, but for the most part, you know, running around, you know, workplace, you know, other circles, other things, you know, the golf club, you know, wherever you hang out. I mean, yeah, you're not gonna find that. You know, it's hard to put a an actual feeling on being renewed, because that's what he does. He renews the parish, you know, groups at a time, and it's a win win for everyone. I mean, it, it's become so popular. I was talking with Chris beforehand that the people of Matthew Kelly, you know, he has the, a huge organization, you know, for evangelization for the Catholic faith, and they bought the rights to chirp. I mean, what's going on here? How come all these people are talking about Chirp and all these life-changing stories coming out of Chirp? There must be something here. Yeah, there's definitely something here. I mean, Matthew, just think of that. Matthew Kelly, international speaker, author, you know, and devoting his life to helping, you know, people, you know, grow in the faith, learn the faith. And what does he choose for a business venture to get involved in? And of course, it's not it's not a business venture for making money. But what venture does he choose? He chooses to get involved in Chirp. Why? Because he understands what it's about. Yeah, that's a good point, Matt. It really is. I'm very thankful for that, and you know, for being able to have attended Chirp. I told Chris that if it wasn't for Chirp, I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you gentlemen now. You know, it was after Chirp. There's actually a book out now. It's called Coming Down from the Mountain because. The majority of the people experience a mountaintop experience. You know, that, that's what's so phenomenal. I mean, it's like the transfiguration. You're up there and you see God in such a different way. Well, you can't stay up there. <laughs> it's like, why not? You know? So we're trying to figure out ways to stay up there. And a group of us went to the second annual Catholic Men's Conference. So I'm dating myself. This was before <laughs> Obama's first term. You know, uh, And this was like January. And that November... I had my first radio here with St. Joseph Radio, and it was the first one out of St. Charles, Missouri, you know, and I told Lou when I met her at the Catholic Men's Conference, I'd be willing to do whatever, you know, so here I am still now, how many years later, 15, 16, I'm losing track now. Well, um, yeah, it's, uh, I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad you're still doing it, um, it's, and it's been a pleasure to do these you know, programs with you. And, uh, yeah, so many people, you know, I mean, okay, life-changing, right? Didn't we start the program saying life-changing? And I think that's what you're saying right now. One soul at a time. Your life changed, Chris? Absolutely. <laughs> How about your life? Did it change? It really did. Um, to get into, I mean, to do a little bit about my story, um, I did uh, the weekend the first time in October of 2008. And then in the next six months that followed, I mean, I've got a boatload of stories. I describe that period of time as like, uh, you know, it's spirituality on fast forward. I mean, it just 
it opened these floodgates. So many things started happening. Uh, one of the things for me was I started reading all kinds of books. I started reading a lot of books on the lives of the saints. I just wanted to get everything I could about the faith. You know, I would, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, you know, born and raised Catholic, cradle Catholic. And uh, not eight years, not 12 years, 16 years of Catholic schooling. And I went through trip like, I got to find out about my faith. I mean, I, I grew up, you know, grammar school back in the 60s and high school and college, the 60s, 70s, early 80s. Um, and I really didn't know the faith. And it really set off, you know, this, this, this real quest of trying to find out about, I mean, it, put, it set me on fire. It really did. And, uh, and yeah, look at me. So like you, I mean, where this is all led is volunteering here at St. Joseph Radio uh, and trying to share things with other people as much as I can. Yeah, I guess, you know, for me too. Yeah, life-changing. Absolutely. It did get set off. I mean, prior to that, I think for me personally, I was asking questions. I was starting to explore. I was starting to become open to it. But that really accelerated things immensely. And it was because of what you said, Chris. It hit you in the heart. And it sounds like you what you said before, you have a bunch of friends back in Chicago. You have kind of now you have friends here with the church. It sounds like you have a support mechanism to propel you forward in your faith and your like you say, your charity and your evangelization, um, you know, to the Catholic faith, like what you're doing now on the radio, right? And I've got this big framed in my home office I have this very large framed picture. And it was signed by all the guys on my chirp at that you know, time up in Chicago. And now I have that in the home office. And um, they, when I moved out of town, they wanted to give me something. Um, and so it mattered a lot. It's mattered a lot. Well, Chris, I appreciate your time and talking about Chirp. It's very close to my heart. Ray Gerard, my name's Matt Logman. This is St. Joseph Radio Presents, coming to you live from the Rome of the West. Yeah, it's a beautiful place to be and raise a family. And we're talking about Chirp. If you haven't done it yet, you need to get there soon, my friends, because it will start the fire and the Holy Spirit will have his way. And you'll want to learn more and more about our faith. And the engineer said, everybody thinks they want to fill their cup and it's never full. So you've got to time. God bless you all, and we'll talk to you in about a month. josephradio.net or call us 636-447-6000 it's all at your fingertips to help us evangelize the world bringing the good news of christ to everyone you meet and change one soul at a time thank you for your prayers and support until next time may god bless you and your family this has been a presentation of saint joseph radio presents